No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see that Jeremiah prophesies about the future restoration of Israel and Judah. Jacob's trouble is coming, but in the latter times they will receive God's blessings. We hope you join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Jeremiah chapter 30 on Simply the Bible. When I was a child, my dad took me to Harris Automobile Collection in Reno, Nevada. My dad loved classic cars, and I loved how they could find something that was old and beat up and restore it to make it look like new. In my adulthood, I've come to appreciate how God restores people. Often we are beat up by the world and by sin, but God heals our wounds and restores us to be what he created us to be. Now today we see that in the midst of the death of a nation, Jeremiah prophesied about a future restoration. God had removed the northern kingdom of Israel into Assyrian captivity, and he was in the process of removing the southern kingdom of Judah into Babylonian captivity. But in the future, God would restore both Israel and Judah and bring them back into the land of their fathers. We continue today in Jeremiah chapter 30. The word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Thus speaks the Lord God of Israel, saying, Write in a book for yourself all the words that I've spoken to you. For behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I will bring back from captivity my people Israel and Judah, says the Lord, and I will cause them to return to the land that I gave to their fathers, and they shall possess it. There would be a long gap between Jeremiah's prophecies and their fulfillment. Therefore, God instructed Jeremiah to write them down for future generations. The Lord said that I will bring back Israel and Judah. Now, this was a fulfillment of Deuteronomy chapter 30, where God had spelled out what was going to happen. They were going to disobey him and they were going to go into captivity. But then the Lord said, that he would bring them back from captivity and have compassion on them and gather them again from the nations where he had scattered them. Verse four, now these are the words that the Lord spoke concerning Israel and Judah. For thus says the Lord, we have heard a voice of trembling, of fear, and not of peace. Ask now and see whether a man is ever in labor with a child. So why do I see every man with his hands on his loins like a woman in labor and all faces turned pale? Alas, for that day is great so that none is like it. And it is the time of Jacob's trouble, but he shall be saved out of it. Now, before this time of restoration, there would be a time of punishment. The destruction of Jerusalem and the Babylonian captivity following were horrific. It evoked trembling voices and fear in the people of God. And the men were pressing their hands against their abdomens and their faces were turning pale like women in labor. This was the time of Jacob's trouble. Now, this included the time of Babylonian captivity, but it couldn't have been limited to that because we are told that the prophecy was for both Israel and Judah. And Israel had already been taken captive in 722 BC. Therefore, the time of Jacob's trouble pointed to another time 
to the great day of the Lord. This would occur during the great tribulation. There's no other day like it. Of this day, Jesus prophesied that unless those days were shortened, no flesh would remain on the earth. Now, this introduces us to the concept of prophetic compression. That is that a single prophecy has both a near fulfillment and a far fulfillment. It's like looking through binoculars at two objects. They appear to be close together, but in fact, there is a great distance between them. So there would be the immediate trouble of Babylonian captivity, but there would also be distant trouble of the great tribulation where both houses of Israel will suffer under the rule of the Antichrist. Verse 8, For it shall come to pass in that day, says the Lord of hosts, that I will break his yoke from your neck and will burst your bonds. Foreigners shall no more enslave them, but they shall serve the Lord their God and David their king, whom I will raise up for them. So God would break the yoke, firstly, of King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, but then later would break the yoke of the Antichrist that will be placed upon his people during Jacob's trouble, the great tribulation. And after that, they will serve the Lord and David their king. Now, obviously, this could not have been fulfilled after the Babylonian captivity because there was no king in Israel. There will not be a king until after the great tribulation when Jesus Christ returns and sets up his throne in Jerusalem as their king. Therefore, do not fear, O my servant Jacob, says the Lord, nor be dismayed, O Israel, For behold, I will save you from afar and your seed from the land of their captivity. Jacob shall return, have rest and be quiet and no one shall make him afraid. For I am with you, says the Lord, to save you. Though I make a full end of all nations where I have scattered you, yet I will not make a complete end of you, but I will correct you in justice and will not let you go altogether unpunished. So God said, don't fear my servant Jacob. You know, that is so often the word of the Lord to his people. Do not fear for I am with you. Now here, God says, I will save you from afar. So even though it seemed to them that the Lord was distant, God would come to their rescue in the last days. And we can always have that knowledge that the Lord will save us. You know, I believe that this is part of what the helmet of salvation is all about. It's the knowledge that God is going to save those who trust in him. That should protect our minds from renegade thoughts. Jacob would return to their land and have rest and be quiet. You know, the fact is that God has ordained periods of rest and we are to enter the Lord's rest by trusting in Jesus Christ. That is our Sabbath rest today, knowing that my sins have been forgiven, knowing that my righteousness is made complete through my faith in Christ. Now, God said, I am with you to save you. This, the presence of the Lord, is enough to keep us going through those hard times, through the whirlwind of storms. Listen, we don't know what's going to happen in our world. Things don't look so great, and things could get a lot worse, honestly. Why would we think that we as the church today will not suffer hard times or even persecution? But the promise that we have is that the Lord is with us always to save us. And the worst thing that could happen to us would be that we would die. But guess what? That would be the best thing to happen for those who are in Christ. 
because we'll go to be with the Lord in the place he's prepared for us. Now, he said, I will not make a complete end of you. Yes, they were going to go through captivity. There would be the destruction of Jerusalem. This would be a great hardship, but God would not make a complete end of them. He would not let them be completely unpunished, but he was not done with them. And God is not done with Israel. There is that false teaching known as replacement theology that states that the church is now Israel and that God is done with Israel and that all of these promises to Israel are now fulfilled through the church. That's not true. God is not done with Israel. He said here, I will not make a complete end of you. I'm not done with you yet. For thus says the Lord, your affliction is incurable, your wound is severe. There is no one to plead your cause, that you may be bound up. You have no healing medicines. All your lovers have forgotten you. They do not seek you, for I have wounded you with the wound of an enemy, with the chastisement of a cruel one, for the multitude of your iniquities, because your sins have increased. Why do you cry about your affliction? Your sorrow is incurable. Because of the multitude of your iniquities, because your sins have increased, I have done these things to you. So, in the midst of Jeremiah giving them hope about the future restoration, he says, look, your affliction is incurable. The reason that all of this was coming down on their heads is that they had rejected God's word. They had disobeyed his commandments. There was no other way for them to get better than for them to go through this time of discipline. And there was no one to plead their cause or heal their wounds. They had these terrible wounds, but nobody cared enough about them to care for those wounds or to to plead their cause against those who were unjust. God said, your lovers have forgotten you. Now, this would refer to their allies, whether it had been the Assyrians or Syria or Egypt or anybody they had turned to uh, for help. None of them came to their rescue. And even though they had worshipped the foreign gods of these nations, they did not come to their rescue at all. Therefore, all those who devour you shall be devoured. And all your adversaries, every one of them, shall go into captivity. Those who plunder you shall become plunder. And all who prey upon you, I will make a prey. For I will restore health to you and heal you of your wounds, says the Lord, because they called you an outcast saying, this is Zion, no one seeks her. So God was keeping the score and even though he would use these nations to punish his people for a period of time, they would be devoured and they would go into captivity and they would be plundered for God would wound his people temporarily, but then he would come and heal their wounds. Thus says the Lord, behold, I will bring back the captivity of Jacob's tents and have mercy on his dwelling places. The city shall be built upon its own mound and the palace shall remain according to its own plan. Then out of them shall proceed thanksgiving and the voice of those who make merry. I will multiply them and they shall not diminish. I will glorify them and they shall not be small. Their children also shall be as before, and their congregation shall be established before me. And I will punish all who oppress them. Their nobles shall be from among them, and their governor shall come from their midst. Then I will cause him to draw near, and he shall approach me. For who is this who pledged his heart to approach me? Says the Lord, you shall be my people, 
and I will be your God. So God would bring back the people from Babylonian captivity. The city of Jerusalem would be built. Of course, we see this during the time of Nehemiah where he would rebuild the city walls and they would bring forth thanksgiving and gladness and praise to the Lord. And then their governor would cause them to draw near to God. Now, once again, this is speaking here of the future where their king shall also be their priest. That could only be fulfilled in Jesus Christ. And I think the most beautiful promise of all here is verse 22. You shall be my people and I will be your God. Finally, God said in verse 23, Behold, the whirlwind of the Lord goes forth with fury, a continuing whirlwind. It will fall violently on the head of the wicked. The fierce anger of the Lord will not return until he has done it and until he has performed the intents of his heart. In the latter days, you will consider it. And so we see that here in the latter days, that's now. As we consider these things, we consider the fact that God is going to bring judgment to the earth. There is going to be this time of Jacob's trouble. There will be a whirlwind, a violent whirlwind that comes upon a Christ-rejecting world. But even through the midst of this, those who trust in the Lord shall be kept safe and God will ultimately restore all things, healing all wounds for those who trust in the Lord. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify and please leave us a review. Tomorrow we will see that in the future the remnant of Israel will be saved, for God has loved her with an everlasting love. This gives us hope that our lost children will come home. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Jeremiah on Simply the Bible. Simply the Bible.